The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico back at it again. Welcome, folks. It's a new day. OTAs. We got things to talk about. Nuggets. Welcome, everybody tuned in. If you are here for the very first time, shout out to y'all. Smash that like real quick for your mans. And uh, let's get into the show, man. And uh, folks, for those that have been been rocking with BF, salute to y'all. Thank you support these are the dog days of the off season you guys know how it is man so we're 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 trying to squeeze as much juice out of the lemons you know what i'm saying to try to get these nuggets and uh it's a slow period right otas are here there's not a lot that's being said that we don't know um there are there are very few things that are that'll come out that are intriguing um right now stealing the headlines is is this d hop news d hop uh to buffalo seems to be cooling off or maybe not maybe it's heating up nobody really knows what's going on the ultimate motivator in anybody making a decision especially for career it's always it's always money it comes down to money obviously money is a big factor uh quality of life becomes something else so you mean what am i gonna all right i got the bag now what so d hop gave us the three criterias that would make him happy but we know Part of that is true, right? It sounds good. It sounds really good. But if you remember a lot of the, I mean, just most recently, anybody tied to the Bills. We'll just talk about people that have been tied to the Bills. That would have made sense. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was going to, I mean, coming into the end of his career, he wanted to be part of a, uh, an organization that was a winning one, one that was you mean, going to present him a chance to win a, a Lombardi. So, it made sense for him to join the Bills. That would have been big. That would have been a huge piece to the Bills building block. All those things were important to him, right? I want to be somewhere with a quarterback. He signs with Arizona. Are you kidding me? So, like, at the end of the day, y'all can talk, bump your gums all you want about, oh, I want a quarterback. I want management to be great. I want the defense to be, man, the bag is what matters. At the end of the day, the bag is what matters. And D-Hop... He's going for the bag. He's going for the bag. And for those that were thinking that he was going to take a minimum deal, heck no. If you have an opportunity to make money and doing the thing you love, there's no sense in, in taking less. You're going you're gonna to ball out no matter where you go. Right? Now, you're going to have the choices because the Cardinals are not retaining you. They're releasing you. And whenever it's officially done, we'll find out. I think it was supposed to be for Tuesday. I don't know. We'll see. And and But he's officially a free agent. So, it's to the point where this brother went and got himself an agent. And that is the smart move. Because at this point, and my man, uh, my man Pierre alluded to this, and it makes a lot of sense. When you get this at this stage in your career, at this stage in your career, and not that he's getting older, but he is. Let's, let's keep it a buck. He's getting older. And you have to, you're, you're going to have to, uh, these teams want all these little caveats in there, right? They want all these little 
these little exceptions. And well, because you're this age, we expect you to do this, this, and this, and this. And if you don't get this, that's called incentives. So this is probably going to be a very incentive laden contract. Uh, I know you're one of the greats. I know you have one of the greatest hands, but we also know that you've had some, some injuries in the past. We've also known that you had to take some P PEDs in the past. So a lot of things are going to be in the contract. So when you're doing these contracts on your own, you might need a little help. So he went ahead and got himself an agent. And when you get yourself an agent, the agent's trying to get paid too. So you know they're going to go for the bag. They're going for the bag. So the question is, does Buffalo have the bag? <laughs> and we both know the, buff the Buffalo Bills do not. We're sitting at less than, less than $2 million in cap space. Now, Rico, the cap's not real. We know that. We know if they want to free some money up, they can't. But at the end of the day, you don't want to hinder your, your, your ability to, to, to build for the future <clears throat> in making a move for D-Hop, right? So I said it earlier, um, before all this hoopla, I was out on D-Hop because I felt all the things that, that come with him, based on if we had to give up picks and give up this and, and mortgage this, that was different. Now that he's a free agent, it's a different ballgame. But it, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it, it, you can talk about all, all this being a great fit, this, that, and the third. There are, there are things to talk about. There are things to talk about. And, and the one thing that nobody's really bringing up, and I, and I find that very odd, and it's, it's, I can't say nobody's bringing it up. It's starting to come up very little. And I alluded to this last week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this forth again. When you have a guy like D-Hop that is uh, one of the best in the game, he's 30, 31 years of age, he commands respect, right? He commands, uh, he commands attention. He, and, and I'm not saying that he's the one that's needing attention. What I'm saying is he will command attention. And he will command attention from his quarterback, attention from his offensive coordinator, right? We brought him in. If we do bring him in, we bring him in for a, a good chunk of cash. When you bring someone in and you pay this person, you have to pay attention to this person. You're going to have to feed this person. Well, the Bills also have a bona fide star in Stefan Diggs. And not once have I heard Stefan Diggs. You know what I mean? When cer certain players are gung-ho about their team and uh, adding people to their squad and so on and so forth, you hear it. It's present. It's out there, right? Just a small example. And and obviously he's doing it because it's his brother. But like when that when that whole, you know, what I'm saying Trayvon Diggs and and the, the swapping of the cow, Dallas Cowboys stuff, and it was like, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to play with my brother. I did, but that's his brother. But it's it, it's public. It's out there. I didn't see anything public coming from my man Stephon Diggs on D Hop coming through. I haven't seen it. Unless you guys can point me to it, I haven't seen it. Not because he's hating on it, but he ain't good. Like, could you imagine you are the guy? on the squad, the guy. They know what you mean to the team. And all of a sudden, they bring in another guy that's like you, the guy. So as the alpha receiver on the squad, how does that present to Stefan Diggs? I'm not saying he would have an issue with it, but I'm here to bring up how potentially he could feel, right? I'm that dude, and then now you're going to bring in D-Hop, what's going on? You're not happy with the production I give you? You don't like the three back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back seasons that I've given you that's been productive? 
You don't like that? It's not, it's not enough for you, so now you got to bring on D-Hop? That, you can see how that could potentially present a problem. I don't know how great a fit it would be in terms of in the locker room. It sounds great at the beginning, but when it's crunch time, who are you going to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if you're that alpha dog and you're that guy, you demand the football and crunch time. You didn't see the Bengals game? What's this mean? This means get your shit together. I'm your guy. Look for me. Let's make this thing happen. Now you bring in D-Hop. A whole bunch of eagles going to have to be checked at that door. And, you know, receivers. Receivers be the, the and, and this is not on Stephon Diggs. It's just a receiver position. Receiver position, the, these boys, they divas, man. They want that football. In crunch time, they want it. So that's a tough decision for a quarterback. Quarterback's going to have to, you know what I mean, pick your poison. Great for the team. It'd be great for the team. We get the dubs and all that stuff. But, like, how, how would it work? How would it work? And you know what? I, I'm, I'm actually going to, I got to reach out to my man, Stevie Johnson. I'm going to reach out to my man, Stevie Johnson. I'm going to bring him on the show and I'll ask him. I want to know how, how, as a receiver, how you feel, right? In the time of when you're in your prime. I'd love to get that. But we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we need to. But uh, D-Hop to Bills is still a possibility. But the longer, you, you know what it is, man. The longer these things fester, the less chance it happens. It's just, it's just what it is, man. How many names have, have been tied to the Bills and we think we're going we're gonna to get it and then they end up going somewhere else? OBJ to the Bills makes a whole bunch of sense. OBJ, OBJ, OBJ. The longer it festers, boom, doesn't happen. And that looked like it was like a pretty, pretty short bet. We'll see. Uh, my man Joe... What's that, Joe? Joe what did Joe? Oh, Joe Meehan says, "Yo, Andre Reed benefited from James Lofton arriving in Buffalo. There's no question. I'm sure, and, and he did. But I, I see. I can't tell you. I mean, I've I've spoken to Andre Reed, humble dude, and just loves. You know, what I'm saying competitor, all that stuff. So James Lofton, when he came in, was later the later end of his season uh, of his career ish. Um, so." Did it work? Absolutely did. And I'd have to go back. I mean, that's back in the day a little bit. I have to go back and kind of see how that, that worked out. But I'd have to ask him for himself. Shoot, that might be another guy I have to reach out to and say, hey, man, how, did, how was it when James Lofton came through? Was it something you had to adjust to? Did you hate it at first? Did, it end, did you guys end up finding that niche? How did it work out? Um, a, lot of things, a lot of those things play out. A lot of those things play out. That's a great point. Uh, but I, I'm, I'd be interested to see where he actually ends up. Dark horse, and, and some folks may not like to hear this, but the Jaguars seem like a very likely destination. I don't want to say likely. It would be a nice destination. And most and some folks have brought up, hey, man, that's a lot of money tied up on that team already. You think they can afford D-Hop? Absolutely they can. If they really want to, they do have money in the bank in the first place. If they want to move some things around, they absolutely can. And that would be nice. Zay Jones on that squad. You bring in a little D-hop on that squad. Christian Kirk. You have those three boys on that squad right there. Boom. Bob's your uncle. And you got Evan Ingram already on that squad. I mean, that would be a legitimate addition. Now, the other places that make sense, obviously, are the Chiefs. The Chiefs and the Bills stand in the same position where we're sitting at $1.7, $1.6 million. We just don't have that cash. But if they really wanted to make some moves, they can, right? Now, if D-hop was all about the money, all about the money there are teams out there that would be 
definitely interested in bringing him in. Like Panthers would be the the prime place. They got all the money in the, in the, the world to get to bring somebody on, but it ain't gonna happen because y'all ain't winning. Y'all just y'all just you're starting all over again. He doesn't want to be part of that. However, D hop to the Ravens still looks good. Still makes sense. D hop to the Giants. I thought about it. I was like, I, I don't know about that one. He still wants a he still wants a bona fide quarterback. So let's talk about that. But Lawrence looks good for the Jags. He's up and coming. Going to the Chargers. The Chargers bringing in Quentin Johnson. So maybe this little not not a less, not much room. I'm trying to think of uh, there was one other place that was at the Browns. You put you you hook him with you put D Hop back with uh, obviously uh, Deshaun Watson, and you got Amari Cooper. So you got some things in that there. You got some things out there, man. So the Browns could be a dark horse, man. And I think Stefanski was like, hey, man, I'm always looking. So the D-hop situation, listen, man, now it's getting muddy. Now he's got himself a car. He's got himself a, a an agent. So now they're going to start fielding phone calls because there was something about, oh, we don't know who we're dealing with. I don't know if it's actually him. People are misrepresenting, and I don't know. So we're going to wait to talk to him directly. So when he's hearing that, he's like, hey, let me just get myself an agent. You deal with that. So we will see where these these uh, these DeAndre Hopkins talks go. Does he go to the Bills? I don't know, man. The longer this goes, the longer this festers, probably not going to happen, man. Probably not going to happen. And we're we're already coming. We're we're pretty much invested in the guys that we have on the squad. Really, if you think about it, you got a second year player in Kalusha here that we we've been asking more of. So you bring out DeAndre Hopkins, guess what that does? That drops him down a peg or two. You know what I'm saying? You got Deontay Hardy that's going to try to make himself uh, some room. You got Dalton Kincaid that's going to be playing a lot in the slot as a tight end. So they you bring in a DeAndre Hopkins, not that I'm saying that it's, it's going to hinder your team. It doesn't. It makes you better. But we also brought in some pieces that we want to elevate and see what they bring to the table on a cheaper scale. So those play obviously a part in this whole DeAndre Hopkins situation. Now, if he comes to the Bills, hey, let's rock, let's roll. If he doesn't, so be it. We got to roll with what we got. And don't forget, we got Justin Shorter that has got major potential. Who knows what he's going to bring to the table? A lot of people took my uh, my tweet out of, out of hand big time. I said, man, if you watch the way this brother moves, the way he runs, if you've seen T.O. run his routes, T.O.'s arms are like this, and, and it's just a weird, it's like a, you can just tell when T.O.'s running routes. Justin Shorter kind of gives you that, that same style of run, same style of movement. Man, these brothers ran with that. So you're saying he's a Hall of Famer? <laughs> what? Where did I come up with that? I said he, the brother moves like him. Golly, man. Shit. If I said I walk like Denzel, am I saying that I'm Denzel Washington? Come on now. I mean, we look alike a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, come on, man. Yeah, some people just like to run with things, man. Who is this guy saying he's like T.O.? Man, y'all better stop. Y'all better stop. Anyway, so D-Hop uh, to the Bills, is it a potential to, to happen? Absolutely it is. Is being going to pull the trigger? Who does he have to move? Who will he have to, you know what I'm saying, uh, pretty much kind of cut? I wouldn't say cut, but restructure. There are some restructure candidates. Deion Dawkins being one of them, Tredavious White being another, because you want to you want to do those moves for guys that you will retain on this on this team, not a guy that you're not sure about. 
right? And the way that rehab is going for uh, Tredavious White, and he's pretty, he's apparently he's been looking pretty damn good. Shit, let's roll. Let's roll with it, man. So that's the guy that you're going to keep for a while. And from what I'm understanding and hearing on OTAs with the other cornerbacks, and we'll get into that. Um, we'll 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 get a, we'll get a chance into we'll, we'll get a chance to get into the OTAs. But uh, this D Hop chatter, I had to get in on that just one more time um, before it dies down and we find out he goes somewhere else. Probably chances is probably going to happen, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. and And it'll be interesting to see. All that, all that chatter he was bumping about management, defense, and the type of quarterback, we will see. I bet not see your ass go to the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, you better stop. <laughs> I mean, I better not see your, your ass go to the Patriots. Because then all that shit you've been talking was some bullshit. But if he's a man of his word, and he's going to go to the team that he, he tells you that these are the things that are important to him, we'll find out. We will soon see. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. By the way, if you guys are tuned in, Smash that like while you guys are in here. There's about a hundred people watching right now. So salute to y'all. Salute to my Facebook people. Salute to, you know what I'm saying, the YouTube folks, the Twitter folks, everybody tuned in. What's up? What's happening? So um, we got primetime games this year. Yet again, we are cream of the crop. We got six primetime games. And it, I love it. I love every bit of it. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up for it but I'm also sad at the same time. And people will understand what I say when I mean when I say I'm sad at the same time because not only will we get to see our team on on primetime, but for those that work the the these off-hour shifts, right? Like not these 9 to 5s, you know what I'm saying? You get your whole weekends to yourself. For those that work the overnight shift or the evening shifts and all those things, it blows because those are the we can't watch those games cuz we sitting here at work. And for someone that creates content and for someone that talks and covers the team, this is detrimental. But, but you got to make it work. <laughs> We're going to have to sacrifice some sleep, but we're going to make it work. But these primetime games, I'm excited about. And I, I, was, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, out of all these primetime games, which ones are you most looking forward to? So, you know what? I was like, F it. Let's rank them. Let us rank the top six, and I'm going to start with the sixth team, or the sixth game, if you will, that I mean, obviously all games are very great. All games are amazing. Every one of these games that they've set it up, set us up with are great games. But there are some games where you're like, that's the one I'm looking forward to. That's the one I want to watch and see how this plays out. So without further, without further ado and without making y'all wait, let's start with it. So number six on the list. Actually, before I even put it, what do you guys think my number six on the list is? What, which one stands out to you as the number six on the list? Where you're like, I like all the, the, the games that we've been playing, but this is the one that I'm least excited to, to, you know, say, to really talk about and really get into. Which one stands out to you? I see uh, Terrence, my man Terrence says, hey, man, that Bengals-Bills game's only one I care about. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Christine, Christine, Sarah Christine says the Giants game. That's the one she's least looking forward to. The Giants game would be good. The Jets game, you're least looking forward to the Jets game, or is that the one you guys are looking forward to? Uh, because the Giants game, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm actually, I'm actually excited about the Giants game. And uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. But anyway, let's get into it. So the least, the least 
interested uh that i that I, prime time game that i'm like yeah it's nice but that's that's not the one i'm looking forward to the most that's the bills and the broncos that week 10 matchup with the bills and broncos it's a it's a nice game russell wilson with the with the year russell wilson had last year it was a rough one it was a rough one it was a rough one for him it was a rough one for the broncos uh and just this whole let's ride yo they just they they dragged that brother through the mud. <laughs> Yo, they 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 said, let's ride you through the mud, is what they did to my man, Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's got a new coach in Sean Payton. Russell Wilson's going to year two with the Broncos. Jerry Jerzy's coming back. Tim Patrick's coming back. So they, they've got some, some, they've got some, some things happen. Javante Williams running back is coming back um, off of injury. So that that you you gain back some 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 beef, you gain back some toughness um, on this team. And Sean Payton is the biggest piece to this situation, the biggest piece of the situation because you got a Super Bowl winning coach, you got a a coach that that knows the offense. It, he knows offense. So if anybody's going to turn things around in Denver, in Boulder, Colorado, in Denver, Colorado, if you will. Uh, that would be Sean Payton and that team. Now, there, there are, and, and why does it interest me? It's, it's the Denver Broncos. Like, I mean, they, they weren't anything to look at last year. And we hyped them up like you wouldn't believe that they're about to, that the AFC is crazy, but the AFC West is nuts. How are we going to deal this, that, and the, nah, man. It was a dud. It was a complete dud. I am, I'm not looking forward to it. So that is my number six on the list. I'm not, there's nothing really that stands out to me. And uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, man. So the Broncos to me, that's the number six on the list. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm listen, if you guys can change my mind, jump in there and change my mind, but I don't know. There's nothing really that, that stands out to me. My man, Jeff King. What's good, Jeff? Jeff says, yo, I'm looking forward to our last game headed into the Super Bowl. That's the game I'm looking forward to brother. You ain't lying. Cause I, I'm man. I cannot wait until we have an opportunity to hear the Buffalo Bills are headed to the Super Bowl. Can you, let me tell you something, man. I cannot wait to hear something like that. Jeff King, you are damn right. Let me, let me, let me put that, let me put that back up there. Jeff King says, all these games are important. I get it. But the most important one to me is the one that is the one going into the Super Bowl. That's the one I'm interested in. And you know how it goes. Time ticking down. We hold on to the, the victory, and the announcers are not going to be able to contain themselves. The Buffalo Bills are headed back to the Super Bowl. Golly. Wouldn't that be nice? But we got we to get through these 17 games first. We got to get through these 17 games, man. Because right now, some teams have us winning only some, some entities and some places out there only have us winning nine games. Some guy is winning 13, 14 games. We got to win these games, boy. <laughs> we got to win these games. Real talk. But that Broncos game, week 10, I, I ain't really feeling that one. I'm not feeling, I mean, all games are good, but that's the one I'm, I'm feeling the less. I'm feeling the least, excuse me. Um, so let's move on. Let's go to number five. What is the number five game? What's that, what's that other game that we've seen here? Like, I, yeah, I'm not so much. I mean, that's the, all games are great, but that's the one that, that stands out to me that it's a nice game, but I'm not really into it as much. Well, let me let me let me see what you guys are talking about first before I jump into it. 
um, if you guys are inclined to guess which one it is. So the number six game is the Bills-Broncos week 10. And uh, what's the number five? Which one of you guys are, are, is it that Giants game? Does that Giants game fall into that, that number? Well, I'll tell you before I listen, I'm not even gonna let you guys jump into that right now. It's the, it's the, it's the Bills in London. The Bills in London versus the Jags, right? Week five. Now, most folks will be like, ah, but why? You get to go against Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence went against the Chargers and he came back against the Chargers. It was legitimate, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I get it. I 1000% understand it. But it's in London. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be a home game for us. And our home game's in London. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, you're watching a game at like 9 a.m. or whenever the game is going to be played at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. It's like, yeah. I mean, I could, I could, it's nice, but I, I, I prefer it to be, you know what I'm saying, it, at 1 p.m., you know what I'm saying, the four o'clock game. But if you, you, you're going to make it a primetime game, you make it a primetime game. But you got me watching a primetime game at 11 a.m. I ain't interested. You know what I'm saying? Now, as for the matchup, the matchup is a great matchup. Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, uh, they got a slew of weapons on that squad. Like, there's, there's, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. You already know. That's a, that's a huge one. That's a massive game to, 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 to when you look at two fire quarterbacks, two great head coaches. Peterson is holding it down over there with the Jags. He turned that damn franchise around. Because if you remember the last head coach they had, that boy just, he ran that team into the ground. It was a, it was run amok. It was run amok. You feel me? Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not feeling that early morning game. And some of y'all might be feeling it. Some of y'all might be going to the game. Now, if you're going to London, you're going to the UK, you know what I'm saying? Make sure, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you, you, you really soak it all in, soak it all in. But I, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not feeling that one, folks. I'm not feeling that one. Great matchup. You put that at a 9 p.m. game, 8 p.m. game. Now we got it. Now we got it. But you know what? Zay Jones, Zay Jones ain't no joke, man. Zay, Zay Jones, I got a lot of respect for Jay, Zay Jones. When he's with the Bills, he was a rook. There was, there was some dropsies. And uh, he reinvented himself a little bit when he went to the Raiders. And he was looking pretty damn good. And he's really reinvented himself as a, as a guy to go to with the Jaguars. So I'm, I'm good, for, good for that brother, man. Real talk, good for him. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually really, um, I'm happy for Zay Jones. Christian Kirk's doing his thing. He got the bag. I was surprised they gave all that money to Christian Kirk. But you know what? He was doing the damn thing for that team, man. So the matchup works. That, that roster works for that squad. And Peterson's holding it down. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I got uh, Donut Bop comes in and says, hey, Jags will be more accustomed to time change since it's their second game in a row. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That is a great point. So that's another thing too, right? These guys got to adjust their time. It's just, I'm not into that, man. So that's my number five game. Um, I battled with it. I was going to make that number my number six, but it's because of the matchup. I like the matchup. The matchup, the weapons on both time, on both squads, I think that's going to be a great, uh, a great matchup. And, and really, Trevor Lawrence is, is really the draw. Trevor Lawrence, is, he's up and coming, and he's, and he's finding his way around this league. So good for him, man. So number four. Number four, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. Oh. <laughs> All right, so number four on the list. I'm going to get right to it, man. It's the Bills and the Chargers. Week 16. Well, it's because it's way back. It's way down in week 16. Now, I would have loved that nice and early where everybody's healthy. 
we get banged up by that time. We get banged up. Who knows who's going to be playing? Who knows who's going to be around at that point? So if you're going to give us this Chargers-Bills game, give it to us early. You know what I'm saying? Where everybody's fresh. Everybody's on their on their game. And now we can really see what's going on with that, with that matchup, right? That's why you don't see a Bills-Chiefs week 16, week 15. You want that shit early. You want that early where everybody's healthy at that point, give or take. And now we see who's who's really about that life, right? But Chargers are a very good team. You got Khalil Mack, you got Joy Bosa, I, and I listen. I was I was watching. Um, I was actually uh, listening to Khalil Mack talk the other day, and he was like, "Listen, man, if you think that that was what we can give you last year with me and Bosa, you got another thing coming. We did not play well, and we 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 could have played way better than we did. So we are about to bring it to y'all this year." I was like, "Golly, I don't want to hear that." I don't want to hear that, but um, I have tremendous respect for Khalil Mack. To this day, I, I waver back and forth, my man. We we traded up for we traded up for Sammy Watkins, and Khalil Mack was right there for the picking. He was right there for the picking. We could if we we were trading up, we could have, we could have grabbed that brother right there, and what a difference he would have made for this team oh my god like he's still doing things now could you imagine if we built off of of bringing him onto the squad and sometimes i i get bothered by it but at the end of the day it is what it is it happened sammy Watkins came through gave us a bit of buzz in the city um and that sammy Watkins uh addition ended up making the bills have to make a decision with stevie johnson oh it it pains me to this day when we had to make that move to Stevie Johnson, when we brought in Sammy Watkins, we said, all right, Stevie has been great. We're going to trade you to where you want to go because, you know what I mean, we know you're from the Bay. So they trade that brother to what? I think it was San Fran he went to first. Or was it the Chargers? San Fran. Oh, that, did that ever pain me? I don't know about you guys. But when they moved Stevie Johnson, I was pained because, yes, we had Robert Woods. Yes, we had, I think, Marquise Goodwin. Was it the year before? I think we had Marquise Goodwin on the side. I wanted every one of those last guys on the squad. Stevie, Sammy. Robert Woods, like, we should have kept that thing. <sighs> Saddens me. It does. It really does sadden me. But here we are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sammy Watkins is somewhere in the league. I don't even know if he's in the league still. Um, and Stevie Johnson is still doing He's still that guy. I love Stevie Johnson. That's my favorite Bill of all time. You already know that. Let's move it on. But these Bills-Chargers game should be great. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those games where you need to, you're going to have to protect Josh Allen. Protect Josh Allen. Uh, because uh, they, they, in the words of Dion, in the words of Dion Sanders, they coming. You know what I'm saying? And they're gonna be we're gonna be screaming around that edge. And they've got some great weapons. Obviously, um, Keenan Allen's on that squad. They got Eckler. Eckler's just a, a like this guy can run the ball inside, outside, catch the football. They've got some great weapons on that squad. And then let's not talk about the defense. Defense. I mean, you already know what it is. So. They're coming into their own. So that, to me, that's the, the number four game. It's going to be nice. I wish, I wish they made it earlier, but this, this, this setup is going to be something, man, because these games are going to matter down the stretch. And I see why they did it. Matter down the stretch. You're going to play an AFC West foe, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. So shout, shout out to the, the Chargers and the Bills game. That's going to be a fun one. And uh, that's my number four game. Uh, primetime game that i'm looking forward to all right let's move on to the let's go let's go to the next one what do you guys think it is i mean there's there's only there's only three left so what do you guys got so i got the jets Bengals, and giants 
those are the ones that I'm, I'm looking forward to the most. And uh, let me just get right into it. Number three on the list, that's the Giants. Bills, Giants, week six. I have that high. Every, most, most people are like, what? You got the Giants with the number three game you're looking forward to? Yes. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, there's a lot of intrigue in this game, right? You got Brian Dable, the, the former coach of the Buffalo Bills, the former offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills that pretty much got these guys offensively on the map, lighting things up. And now he's got his own squad. He's a former coach of the year. Like, he's legit. He's legit. Joe Schoen went over there as the GM over there. So they, they started poaching people. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah Hodges made it to that squad. He's over there doing big things. Got him to a nice little contract. Yo, that game is going to be fun. McDermott, defensive head coach. Dable, offensive head coach. Clash together. You got an aggressive style offensive coordinator. Aggressive style defensive coordinator. It's a, it's a good clash. It's a nice clash. And you know that they construct their teams somewhat similar. Similar. So this is it's gonna, how could you not enjoy this game? And this is more intrigue to it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's Dable, man. We love Dable. We love Dable. And Dable having success with the Giants, we kind of appreciate that. And now we don't want him to have success against the Bills. So we got to wax that ass. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got to wax that ass. But I'm looking forward to this game. This game is going to be fun. They've added some pieces on that squad. They got a nice defense. And the defense is coming along. The one thing that is is holding them back is Danny Dimes. Now, maybe Danny Dimes comes in, they, they gave him a little contract, maybe he comes in and, and starts really grasping this team and grasping the concepts of the Dable, uh, the Dable mindset, and, uh, and he does really well with it. Who knows how this plays out? But that game, I'm looking forward to. That's my number three on the list. Uh, I, I, just can't, I just had to. I just had to put it on there, man. Um, I, got, I had to put it on there. I clicked that by accident, by the way. Um, <laughs> my man Dunn7716 says uh, dumb that we traded Stevie Johnson when we drafted Watkins and should have picked Hopkins over Wa- Hopkins over Watkins hey should have would have could have should have would have could have but um, it is what it is at this point um, but uh, listen man it's uh, it, it's history it is history uh, by the way we're going into the, uh, the the next two games we're going into the next two games. You guys let me know which ones you guys are feeling. Which one is it? Is it the Jets game or is it the Bengals game? Those are the two games left. Which is it that you think is the number two? Or which is the number one game that we should be looking forward to? Uh, who you guys got? Jets game number two. You guys have the Jets game as the number two? I got you. That, I, I, I struggled with it. I was like, man, it's really intriguing because that Bengals game, we need to, we need to fix, fix that, that comeback with that Bengals game. We just need to, we need to show them that we can compete. We need to show them that that game that they played us, that we just weren't ourselves and it just, things didn't go right. If everything that we needed to go right was not even there, everything just went sour. It was bad. It was just not a good game on all fronts. So we have, there's a lot of things for us to, to look forward to with that game. And then that Jets game is week one. It's week one. That's how you set the tone. You set the tone with week one. And it's one of those situations where, like, yo, how could you go wrong with that? It's the Jets. They brought in Aaron Rodgers. They bring in all these pieces. You mean to really try to, to steal, to get on the throne that we have right now? We're sitting on the throne at this point. They want to knock us off the throne. And how, you, how do you knock somebody off the throne? Well, you got you to gotta take, take the crown. And right now, we, we are still holding on to that crown until, you know what I'm saying, the season starts. But you know what? I can't do it. 
I can't, I can't allow, you know what I'm saying, uh, that, to, that to happen. So you know what? That Bills versus Jets week one game, that's the number two on my list. And, and here's the reason for it when I, went, when I go by it. And that Jets game, and I, I personally think we lose this game. I think we split with the Jets this year. And that week one, I think we lose this game. I think the, the game being at the Jets and the hype is around them, all that good stuff. And that's not to say we're not talented enough to whoop them because we are. But I think that the juices will be flowing uh, with that squad. And we start off the year on one, which I absolutely hate. But I just that's my prediction. I, I'm going to stick to it. That's what I predicted that's going to happen. Um, and I think they steal that game from us in week one. Um, but that's my that's my week one. That's my number two Bills game, uh, primetime game that I'm looking forward to. That was going to be a big one. It's going to be fun, first and foremost. That's the week one. It's primetime. Everybody's going to be watching it. And everybody's intrigued with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, they're both friends. They golf together. So there's a bit of, there's some, there's some competition that's going to be had with those two. So that being said, um, listen, Brees Hall returns. Garrett Wilson, you know what I'm saying? Rook, offensive Rookie of the Year. Sauce Gardner, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Like, there's not a whole lot not to like about this team. Mosley holding it down at the middle linebacker spot. Quinn Williams on the defensive front. Um, Jermaine Johnson, they brought, like, they've got some dogs on this team. They got dogs on this team. And they, they, they really did well these last two years. They've really built this team to compete. They really have. You can't even hate. You can't throw shade. They really have. You know what I'm saying? And some folks might say, man, you sound scared. It's not about sounding scared. Cause I know a lot of people, so Pierre, Pierre, Pierre likes to say that, man, you sound scared, bro. <laughs> nah, man, ain't, ain't nothing about being scared. It's more showing respect. I mean, you got to show respect to them because they they brought it to us last year and they didn't have the roster, the proper roster that they have right now. And they're going to they're going to come with it, man. They're going to come with it. So and and Robert Salah, you know, what I'm saying a good defensive coach. He's got some better pieces on the squad. He's really going to he's really going to cater to the guys on the squad and he's going to bring he's going to bring it to us. So this is where this is this is the game that is going to be fun to watch. It, there's no question about it. So the the Jets. Week one, that's my number two game, and um, and I'm looking forward to that game. It's going to be a big one. And last but not least on this list, it's the Bills-Bengals week nine. The Bills and Bengals week nine has to happen. It has to happen, and it can't happen soon. I want If they gave it to us sooner than that, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. But this game right here, I, how could you not make this the number one game on the primetime list? Have to. Joe Burrow is getting all the love. Joe, brr, you know what I'm saying? I had con I had Bengals content creators talking mad-ish. I have one of my good friends, Brandon, is a Bengals fan, and he was like, yo, we're going to slap you up. I, I, I was getting heated the way he was talking. Yo, we're going to slap you up. What do you mean? Yo, every, every, this, his face even saying that was making me upset. You know what I'm saying? But I had to put on a brave face. I'm like, nah, hold on a sec. You think you're going to smack us up? What about when you did this? And what about, man, they smacked us up. They did. <laughs> and he was right. You know what I'm saying? I have my man Zim uh, that came through, uh, a Bengals content creator, and he goes, you guys got a good squad, but we just you, we just match up way better, and we're just going to be we're gonna be all over you. It's just, it's just what it is. So all that needs to be put to rest. We need to come in week nine the, the same way we circle when we have to play the Chiefs, and we've done, we've done pretty well against the Chiefs in the regular season. I know it's regular season because what really matters is the playoffs. I know. 
But in the regular season, if regular season is what we talking about right now. This is what we talking about right now. So when it comes down to this Bengals, the Bills-Bengals game, we have to return the favor. We have to come in and wax that ass. When I say wax, I'm talking about smack that. Smack that. I might as well just play me some Akon right now. You know what I'm saying? Because we need to smack that, make them get on the floor, and just say, okay, no more. No mass. Stop. We got to, man. That, that, we need to repay the favor because I'm still embarrassed. I'm still to this day embarrassed of that performance that we put on in front of everybody. Set aside all the, the nonsense we were talking about. Once you get on the football field within the white lines, play ball. Play freaking ball. But we seen here bullshit and getting spanked 27-10. Golly, I'm embarrassed. Listen, it's, it's stirring something up in me. You know what I mean? So that's why this week nine matchup against the Bengals, we got we to gotta take care of business. We got to take care of business. There's no ways about it. We, we, it, has to, it has to. James Cook going into his second year. I'm looking forward to that. We brought in Brandon, uh, Brandon Shaw. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that in just a moment. Um, but uh, listen, we've got some guys on the squad that just really need to get it together, right? So the, 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 uh, the, the weather elements, whether you want to call it something or not, that plays a part. But I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this. A lot of people were giving Isaiah McKenzie flack for a comment he made on the Bengals-Bills game when he mentioned weather. And most folks say, oh, hold on a second, man. You can't use the weather as an excuse because uh, the Bengals were in the same, same situation. 1,000% agree. But he did say something that, 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 I'm, that I got me thinking. He goes, our offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey, for the elements that we were playing in, he wasn't setting us up, and I'm paraphrasing here, by the way, he wasn't setting us up to win. He wasn't setting us up to play, you know what I'm saying, to, to put us in position to make plays. Like, you know this, it's snowing. You know that the weather, the conditions are crap, footing is crap, and you got us just running these clearing routes and deep routes, and, like, it's basic. No wonder we lost. So, like, and that's what, he, and that's what I caught from him. It wasn't about the weather. It was about in the weather, put us in a position that we are, we are, calling plays that fit fit us to win this game. And that's what he was calling coach out on. And I found that very interesting because, listen, man, if, if we're playing in muddy conditions, I'm, and I'm obviously exaggerating here, we're playing in muddy conditions. It's a, it's a monsoon, okay? And we're sitting here airing it out. <laughs> deep shots, deep shots. It's like, whoa, this is a game where you got to, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a bruising game. Run the freaking football. Everything stay close. Like, that's how you're going you're gonna to do it. But we airing the football out. That ain't, that ain't a recipe to win. And these, these rains that you can't see. I mean, I'm exaggerating completely, but that's what, it, that's what I, I gathered from Isaiah McKenzie. And case in point, if you look back at that game where it's windy, it's cold, there's snow, all that good stuff, Guess what the Bengals did? They ran the freaking ball. They ran the ball. Joe Mixon, what do you have, like 160 yards rushing? Like, it was ridiculous. But they, they played to, and I'm going to sound like Herb Edwards here, they played to win the game, and they did. 
They whooped us 27-10. But they played to win the game because they ran the freaking football. Golly, man. I'm getting all worked up again. Anyway, I digress. But you guys catch my point. So we will see how this plays out week nine. This is a big matchup. This is huge. We better circle that bitch on the calendar. And when that time comes, when the Bills and Bengals play, we got to leave with a dub. We got to leave with a dub. And uh, just to make sure that, just to make sure that I, I, I want to stay true to uh, my ranking system. Did I have us winning that game? I got I to go back. I had us losing that game, by the way. Although I have us losing that game because I just think that that's just the way it's going to shake out. I, I obviously I want to win that game, but that's the game I'm looking forward to. It's not about winning and losing. It's about what in, what game am I most looking forward to watching? That's how that's that's the way I look at it, right? I think we lose that game. I think we lose that game, but I mean, this is predictions are are crapshoot. I can predict that we go seventeen and zero, and we go zero and seventeen. You know what I'm saying? I can predict that we win thirteen games. We win eight. I can predict that we win seven games because I think we're going to be trash, but we win 14. You know what I'm saying? It could go anywhere. It really can. You know what I'm saying? But this isn't about winning and losing because I've already done that. I already went through the schedule. I have us, uh, I think I have us going 12 and five this year. It's just a tougher schedule. It's just what it is. But this very game I'm looking forward to, um, and it's just a big one. We just need, we need, if we win this one, that's great. I just don't see us winning that one. Now, out of the games that, that we are on primetime, uh, just so I can tell you how I had this, uh, how to play it out, actually. So prime time, let me go through my notes. So I had us, shit, I got us losing against the Jets. <laughs> so we lose against the Jets week one, prime time. Uh, the next prime time game was in London. Shit, I had us losing that one too. Damn. So we lose that one. <laughs> Hold on. So we win the Giants game. We win the Giants game. And then we were up against the Bengals. We lose that one against the Bengals. We win against the Broncos, and um, and then the Chargers. We win against the Chargers. I have us win against the Chargers. And uh, listen, God, Lee, I didn't realize that, that I, I picked the games like that. Well, that's just the way it is, folks. That's just the way it is. <laughs> the prime time case. I have. I is. I didn't even look at how it played out. It's just that's the way I had it. I had it going. <laughs> so these prime time games ain't looking looking too hot according to my uh, my list here. Golly, you got to be better. <laughs> I hope that my list is wrong. Let's just put it that way. I hope my list is absolutely wrong, and we go from there. You know what I'm saying? But shit, that's just the way I picked it out, and I have to stick to it. I'm not going to change up. I got to stick to it, and I'm not going to change up, but that's just the way I have it. So uh, Broncos, I have us winning. I have us, uh, I have us uh, losing in London, and the reason I took the loss in London was because of time, time, and we're changing schedules and so on and so forth. So there's a lot into that game why I have us losing that game. Chargers, I have us winning. Giants, I have us winning. Jets, I have us losing. And Bengals, I have us, yikes. Prime tag games don't look good for, good for us this year, guys. That's just, the way, that's just the way it is. I apologize if you guys don't like that list. It's just what it is. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So, folks, that's the list, um, the primetime games that we got going. Um, it's going to be a fun year, man. This is going to be a fun year. This is going to be almost a redemption year because although, and it's weird to say this, Although we had we won 13 games, it just feels that against the teams, I mean, they were playing some really strong teams, and I feel like this is a redemption year almost for priming us for the playoffs and then really 
making it work in the playoffs. Playoffs is where we need to really perform. And that's the big one. And our performance in the playoffs, we've just come up short. We've come up short, man. And we were like, I can't believe it, but we were so close to the Super Bowl. Like when we, when, and I don't, we don't realize how, how, like, I'm not saying we take it for granted, but we were in the AFC championship game. AFC championship game. Playing the, playing the, the, uh, the Chiefs. Golly, like, we were close, but we just weren't ready. We just weren't ready. We just weren't ready. And we lost that AFC championship game. And then the division round. You know what I'm saying? We got 13 seconds in the division round. And then we go in the division round again. We just smacked up. Like, golly, man. We were, though, we were so close. So we just got to get back to it, make it work, and let's, let's, just, let's just make a run, baby. Let's make a run. Damn it. Anyway, um, so that's, that's that for the um, primetime games. I appreciate you guys tuning in for this. Smash that like while you guys are in here, by the way. Smash that like. If you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are, the goal is to get to 30K this offseason. Boy, is that going to be tough. But uh, we want to try to get to 30,000 subscribers um, by the end of the year. So I'm giving us some time uh, to get that. If we get there sooner, wow, even more amazing. That'd be great. Um, so uh, before I get out of here, I want to touch on some OTA nuggets uh, that's, uh, that's going on around the league. So uh, first, let's get into the, the addition. So we brought in a, uh, a big piece uh, to the offensive line. And that, uh, that is by the name of Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell, the six foot five, three hundred twenty four pound right tackle, is headed to Buffalo, um, and uh, he's going to be a, uh, a. I don't know. To me, a lot of folks are talking about. Oh, Spencer Brown better watch out. Spencer Brown is on notice. Spencer Brown this. Spencer Brown that. And and rightfully so. I I can understand why folks feel that way. But uh, this this was a. Uh, uh, this was an addition that was needed. Because when you looked at the, the, the roster and you look at left tackle, solidified. Left guard, right guard, not as solidified as you think. There's going to be some competition, but you have some ideas of who's going to be doing what. The center position is solidified. And the right tackle position was solidified because there was no really anybody to push that until now. Now, David Questenberry is a fine depth piece, right? Nothing to write home about. But... Bringing in a Brandon Shell changes the game. And you might think that I'm saying it changes the game because he's going to be competing right against Spencer Brown, but that's not the case. He's going to be competing for that right tackle spot behind Spencer Brown because the team believes in Spencer Brown, and they're going to give him every opportunity to make this roster. And when I say make this roster, I'm talking about make this roster a great roster, to make this to, to protect Josh Allen. Because if you look at what we've done this offseason, we've, we've, we've made an emphasis with the little money that we had, we've made an emphasis on protecting Josh Allen. And let's keep it a buck here. Because last time I checked, if I'm, in, if I'm correct or not, I'm not sure. But Brand, um, David Questenberry was the offensive tackle that was in on the injury that happened to Josh Allen. I'm not saying it's, Brand, I'm not saying it's, it's Questenberry's fault. Not at all what I'm saying. It's just that when you have your depth pieces in, those things happen. Now, those things happen when starters play in as well. But it just happened to be that he was, in, he was, on, the, on, the, he was on the field. Now. This Brandon Shell addition is, is not primarily brought in to compete, in my opinion, with the likes of Spencer Brown. They're going to give Spencer Brown all the reps. You're going you're gonna to be the guy. You're the starter. This is for David Questenberry. 
if Questberry is going to have some competition with Brandon Shell. And here's the thing with Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell, he was ranked 17th out of 100, according to PFF, in run blocking grade. So boy can get after it. He can definitely get after it. So we have depth in that regard. He's had reps. He's got significant reps with uh, with the Dolphins. He was a right tackle with the Dolphins. I'm just looking at my notes here. He's right tackle with the Dolphins. He had 479 pass blocking snaps. Only allowed two sacks. He allowed 40 pressures. And, uh, and he had 11 starts with that squad. So it's not like he's some guy that just came out of nowhere and, and here he is. He's had some time. I think he, he even had uh, drafted by the Jets, I believe, uh, in the fifth round. And had, he had starts with the Jets as well. So he started at least eight, I think seven to eight games with the Jets. He had some time with the Jets. He had some time with the Dolphins, started 11 games. So the guy's got snaps under his belt. He's got, he's got experience under his belt. So those are important to know when you bring in a guy like that. And he, in my opinion, will beat out David Questenberry. So now you have a right tackle, solely a right tackle, because he doesn't really, he's not a, he's not a versatile player. He's played a couple, maybe a few snaps there on the left side, but primarily a right tackle, right? We don't have a guy that can bounce all over the place. You know, we've got a guy that this is his job. He knows how to do it. Bring him in. Let's roll. So Brandon Shell coming through is going to not only back up Spencer Brown, but if Spencer Brown decides to shit the bed and is just not panning out the way we thought he would, and we gave him every opportunity to be that guy, insert Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell will take over. Do we want that to happen? No. We want Spencer Brown to, to ideally work out. Six foot eight, RAS score of 10. Like you want that guy. That guy is athletic as can be. However, Spencer Brown has some struggles. Spencer Brown struggled mightily his rookie season. Spencer Brown was hurt last year, but also had some struggles as well. So am I, am I confident in Spencer Brown's ability? I'm shaky. I'm shaky on it. And if we're, if we're really trying to make that run, you got to protect number 17. You can't have these mental lapses. You can't have these guys just run around you like you're nothing. You are athletic as can be. You're strong as an ox, man. So we got to put it together year three. Year three is a massive year for Spencer Brown. We got to put it together. Yes, your rookie year wasn't the greatest, but you got some experience under your belt. I mean, last year wasn't your greatest. I mean, it was a vast improvement. Don't get me wrong. But golly, we got, we got, we, this is it. You got to put it together. You got to put it together. Or Brandon Smell. He's smelling. He's smelling. He's smelling of, of a way to get into that. Don't give him that opportunity to get into that right tackle position. Because I, as a fan, wouldn't be happy about it. I want my guy, Spencer Brown, to be that guy. But I got my reservations. So uh, Brandon Shell comes through. Um, I think that uh, he will. He will. Uh, he will gain some some valuable reps, and I think he will beat out David Questenberry for the spot, and then he will be our depth piece at right tackle if things don't work out the way we wanted to with Spencer Brown. So we'll see what it is, man. We'll see what it is. Sarah Christine says, yo, um, I loved him chugging a beer with a crowd in his rookie year. And you know what? That's probably the highlight of his career so far. Nah, I'm just going to keep it a buck. That's probably the highlight of his career so far, chugging a beer with the fans. You know what I'd rather be you doing? Crushing a beer on your opponent's forehead. That's what I'd rather you do. 
And I'm hoping that this is the year that it happens. He puts it together. I really want that to happen. So uh, shout out to uh, the Bills on making an effort, making an effort on bringing some depth pieces and bringing some pieces that will help this team and 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 really put some competition out there. Competition is is what brings the best out of folks. So uh, that's what we want. Uh, last but not least, man, we're going to get into OTA talk. Uh, there's really not much to write home about when it comes to that. Um, what it, what really I took away from it, I mean, listening to coach, uh, listen, listening to freaking um, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, he really, he really didn't say much, man. Bunch of blah, 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 blah. We're working to do this and we're going to try to do that. And we got some really good pieces on this team. Like it's OTAs. I'm not, I didn't get anything from it. You know what I'm saying what I did get was he's going to put some at least that's what I read. He's going to put some packages together for Kincaid. He's filling him out. He's trying to figure, figure out how best to utilize him. I mean, we all know how to best utilize his ass, right? You brought him in to be the bigger Cole Beasley and replace what Cole Beasley was able to give you, but on a grander scale, a bigger scale at a tight end scale, right? You can move him up. You can move him inside, move him back outside. Like he's going to give you that. We know that. You know what I'm saying? We know that, but you're not going to get much from, from, Ken Dorsey. That's just what it is, right? Uh, but uh, OTAs, uh, the one the one that I'm looking at, I'm reading because when we're not there, and I'd love to be able to have an opportunity to say, yo, give me, give me my phone. Give me a little notepad. You know what I'm saying? Send me out to Buffalo. Let me watch these OTAs and kind of give you guys what, what it is. I'd love to be able to do that, but we aren't. We are at the mercy of, you mean the to listen and watch the Salcapaccios and then Perinos and, you know, me, all the other reporters that are doing a great job of covering the team and letting us know what they see at these OTAs. And uh, I ain't buying it, but uh, Terrell Bernard got a pick today against Matt Barkley. So I ain't buying it. Good for him. Right position, right time. Good. Good on him. It's cool. Um, what I, what I want to see, uh, what I was interested in seeing, the biggest nugget that I got for us Christian Benford continues to freaking be a thorn in Kyer Elam's side. I don't care what anybody was telling me. Kyer Elam is allowing Christian Benford to stick around. Now, maybe I'm reading way too much into it. And I probably am. I probably am. But I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to tell you something. I need this guy right here to have a massive second year. I need it. And I, I know it's OTAs. And love it that Christian Benford is actually gaining these, these nice reps with, with first team. But golly, you need to stand out. You need to. It's necessary. You know what I'm saying? I can't, we can't have this, this, oh, well, they're splitting time. And no, 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 no. We're, we're done with that. There's no more splitting time. There's no more splitting time. We're done with the splitting time. Takeover. It's the takeover. Do I need to play some Jay-Z for you? Do I? Come on, now it's a takeover, man. Take over that stuff. Stop letting these guys just look, I mean, move around and, and, and be in your, in your space. Because that's what it feels like. This Christian Bedford cat is making plays, bro. And if this continues, shoot. Christian Beffert's just going to take over and take that, that number one spot. He's just going to work on his craft on being a better man-to-man cover guy. 
we already know he's got the zone coverage down pat. That's what he does best. But I need my guy Kyrie Elam to just I I, I need I I need that. <laughs> I wish I wish you had more time to fend this guy off, man. Fend Christian Benchen, Benford off because that boy ain't he ain't letting you breathe. And this is the beautiful thing about competition. This is a beautiful thing about competition, but it's the optics. We moved up to grab Kyrie Elam. We moved up to grab Kyrie Elam. But Christian Benford's like, I don't care. Yo, the minute they they said you're taking you're taking, I don't know if they they sent him a Delta airline or if they sent him a Spirit airline. I don't know. Six round picks. Do they get Spirit airline or is it Delta? I don't know how it works out. But I'm sure Kyrie Elam got the private jet treatment, and then Christian Beverly had to take Spirit airline. But damn, Spirit airline, he came through and was like, I don't care. I'm here now, and that's what really matters at the end of the day. Drafting and all that stuff is great. But once you guys put that uniform on, once you guys put that sh- the shoulder pads and all that stuff, yo, all that draft numbers and where you got drafted, all that money you made, that's out the window. I'm working towards my second contract. And how I work towards my second contract is by poking holes and climbing the ladder and trying to take your spot, Kyrie Elam. That's what Christian Bedford's trying to do. So Kyrie Elam, not only do you have to defend the likes of Garrett Wilson, you got to defend the likes of Alan Lazard. You got to defend Parker. You got to defend Stefan Diggs in practice. You got to defend your damn position from Christian Bedford because he's coming for your ass. And I love it, but I hate it at the same time because we traded up for a first round pick for your ass. Whoo! I'm speaking, am I? I know I'm speaking. So love the competition, but don't like it so much that you letting too much room, you know what I mean, fester between y'all. And I didn't even get into Dane Jackson. Because they like Dane Jackson. Don't you dare let Dane Jackson come in and say, yo, Kyrie, Christian, man, get behind me, bro. It's Dane Jackson season. Yo, I don't want to hear that shit, man. <laughs> as much as respect I got for all those guys, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't. Golly, man. Anyway, uh, but that's the, the, the biggest nugget <laughs> that I got from it. And I'm not hating on Dane Jackson. If Dane Jackson comes in and, and really... You know what I'm saying? And comes in and says, yo, I'm the one that's going to be crossed from Trey White. I don't care what y'all talking about. I don't care that you got drafted in the first round. I don't care that you got drafted in the sixth. My ass got drafted in the seventh. And I'm holding shit down. So, golly, man. <laughs> Not something that I was looking for. I didn't even think I was going to go here with this. But here I am. Here I am talking about the freaking cornerback spot number two. And guess what? And it's going to come down to competition. At the end of the day, guys, you guys know what it is. Trey White has been looking fantastic, apparently. So hopefully he returns to his, his, his all-pro prowess, all-pro, you know what I'm saying, all-pro Trey. But there's some competition at that cornerback spot. Oh, that's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. So that's a, that's a three-man race right now. Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, Christian Benford. Now, the linebacker position... Uh, Mr. Bobby Babich, uh, former safety coach, has moved down to the linebacker coaching. And uh, listen, obviously with the move away from Tremaine Edmonds going to the Bears, we clearly allowed that to happen because we are 
we're it's like a we're like a, a, a and I'm no I'm no film guy, but this is gonna be like almost like a like a NASCAR type of defense, right? You ain't got no traditional pieces on this team, traditional big time linebacker like a Paul Puzlesny. You know what I'm saying? When I say big time, I'm not talking about like yummy big time skill, but like a thumper. We don't got no like Takia Spikes, Takia Spikes. We ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? Like Tremaine Edmonds type of thumper linebacker. Thumper, I say thumper. I laugh when I say that. But you know what I'm talking about. Your big traditional middle linebacker. We don't got that no more. Now we just got linebackers. That got speed, that got the ability to tackle, that 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 can read a defense, that can drop into depth coverage, that can move around, that's going to be all over the place. So that's what I got from Mr. Bobby Babbage. And he goes, listen, man, we're just going to have, it's going to be a matchup. Because this is what this league is about. It's about matchups. But in your matchups, don't get caught with the bad matchup on the field where we just get gushed for 250 yards by Brees Hall. Do not. I, I got a little out of hand there. <laughs> I got a little out of hand there. But you guys catch what I'm saying. Don't get caught with your pants down. You know what I'm saying? And then we have, we have these big-time backs come in. And try to ruin things for me. Javante Williams comes up in, you know what I'm saying, and runs us all over the place. We can't have that. We cannot. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to have that. We don't want to have freaking Raheem Mostert up the gut, bing, gone 60 yards. We just got to make sure that, and, and I trust McDermott will have us in great position. I trust McDermott is going to put us in a situation where we're so, we're so damn aggressive that there's panic in the backfield. I hope that's the case. And I really love that McDermott's going to be taking over this, this team and, and calling plays because all I hear is how aggressive he's going to be. I'm loving every bit of that. So with Bobby Babbage taking over the linebackers, you saw the improvement in Tremaine Edmonds. You saw the improvement, obviously, the all-pro nod that Matt Milano got. So altogether, this, this Babbage in, the, in, the, in, the, in his role with the linebackers is going to be big. So Dorian Williams, um, you got, uh, excuse me, you got Balen Spector. You got uh, Terrell Bernard. You know I mean, substitute teacher Terrell Bernard. Mr. Bernard. Yeah, you got Terrell, Terrell Bernard in the building. And uh, listen, man, there's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a massive year. This is a big year for a lot of people. There's, it's a year of development. It's a year of development for a lot of these guys. And it's a year, to, you know I mean, to prove yourself. It's a prove a year for a lot of these players. And I think that's why I, I figured that this year is a big year. It's not so much because... Uh, we finished 13 and three and how could we, how could we talk about like, this is a bounce back year. It's not really such a, a bounce back year because of like, we were terrible on offense. This is more of a bounce back year because there's so many guys that's got to bounce back in terms of showing us what they got in the second, second year. Right. I need to see a bounce back year from Spencer Brown. I want to see a bounce back year from, and I don't, I don't want to say a bounce back because it's not really a bounce back, but I want to see a big year, a second year for James Cook. Right, I want to see a bounce back year for Gabe Davis. Although he had a, a great statistical season, I just feel like you know, what I mean, I want him to to really hold on to that number two spot. I want to see what Khalil Shakir is going to do in year two. You know I mean I want to see Boogie Basham? Boogie, show me something. Are you going to? Are you the second round draft pick? Are you going to leap the depths and show us what you got in the absence of Von Miller? Right, those are the things I'm talking about. Right. Like, look, I was just talking, I was just alluding to the cornerback spot. Christian Benford, Kyer Elam, like Dane Jackson, Trey, Tremaine, I mean Tremaine, Trey White, bounce back here. I mean, there's so many, uh, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Like, a lot of these players are returning. 
for a big bounce back year. So, and that's the way I'm, I'm looking at it. I need a big bounce back year from this whole squad so we can, you can, we can get back to thumping on these dudes, man. That's what it comes down to. Like, I, I, I don't like that we were, we were in it with a lot of these teams last year. You know what I'm saying? Just getting, just getting by. No, I want to I stomp these guys out, man. I really want that. Boy, do we have some competition. But that I need to see a boogie Basham really come into his third year and yo, show me what you got. I need that. Because you have an opportunity. There's an opening for you to show yourself with Von Miller still, you know I mean, recovering. And even in Von Miller's case, it's a bounce back year for Von Miller. Von Miller is going to be coming back to finish his year with Buffalo full from, you know what I mean, whenever the, the hell he starts, right to the end of the season when we really need him in crunch time. We missed the presence of Von Miller last year, and there was no one there to fill the void. So this is where AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, all those cats got to jump in and show me what they got. This is a big bounce back year, and this is what I mean by bounce back. I hope you guys are not thinking like, you we won 13 games, and no, nah, no, nah, it's not about that. It's not about the record. It's about certain individuals on the squad that's got to show us something, right? And that week nine matchup against the, the, the Bengals bounced back, man. That's a big, that's a big year for us to bounce back. We need that 100%. But um, other than that, in OTAs, a lot of people are just talking the same old mess, right? We're just going to get back to it. We just want to you know, do good things. You know what I'm saying? We're getting back to it. Blah, 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 blah. OTAs. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this guy's looking pretty good. I mean, listen, I, I take everything that, that, that uh, Micah High says going forward when it comes to talking about another player, grain of salt, grain of salt. You know why I say that? Because right now he was talking about Yo Toro Bernard. You know what I'm saying? The linebacking crew is looking good, blah, blah, blah. You know who, you know, you know who he said specifically last year that was gonna have a good year. And you better watch out for this guy because like if you you won't miss a beat when and you gotta do this for your teammates, you gotta ride for your teammates. But Jaquan Johnson, which is no longer on the team, he was talking about Jaquan Johnson's gonna be that dude. And I I I'll speak for myself. I bought the hype. I said, Oh shit, y'all better watch out for Jaquan Johnson. Man, Jaquan Johnson got in the game when Micah High got hurt. And I think he played two games. And they said, yeah, you you done. <laughs> You're done, bro. In, in, the, in, the, in the words of my daughter, she said that. She was like, uh, Dad, you're done. You know what? <laughs> That's exactly what they did. <laughs> oh, my God, Jaquan Johnson. They, they played him in that, in that Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Shit, you got me talking about Miami Heat. The Miami Dolphins game. They said, you're done, sir. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you go? How'd you go? But anyway, I digress. So, folks, uh, that's it for me, man. <laughs> yo, you got me laughing on Jaquan Johnson because, yo, that's what, that's what, yo, Micah had had me thinking that Jaquan Johnson was going to be that dude, that piece out of Florida. Watch out. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we'll see, man. Uh, Micah had also said that he's looking forward to intercepting Aaron Rodgers. That's his good buddy. But when they get on the field, it's going to be, it's going to be, it ain't going to be the love that you normally get. I guess. We'll see. But it's pretty cool. Um, I, I kind of felt some type of way a little bit, but then I understood it because this, you're, you're, and I'm going to tell you why I'm, I'm about to say, I'm going to say, uh, he's like, I have a, a case and I've got intercepted football from Pat Mahomes. And I got an intercepted football from, uh, from what do you call, uh, from Tom Brady. I felt some type of way about that. And then I thought, I thought to myself, like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Because when, when you're done, when you're done and you're, you can look back 10 years from now, right? 
you're going to be like, yo, I played against some of the best quarterbacks ever. Pat Mahomes is going to be one of those guys. The guy's just legit. Tom Brady's already one of these. He's probably the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't surprise me if Pat Mahomes, you know what I'm saying, comes in there and, and you know what I mean, challenges that because he's looking really good right now, as of right now. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, I, I, I found I, I was feeling some type of way, but I was like, no, man, that's an homage to great players. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're playing with one right now in Josh Allen. So you better grab a jersey. You better grab something. You know what I'm saying? When it's all said and done. But yeah, man. So Aaron Rodgers is just going to be another one. And you know Aaron Rodgers is going to give you one. You're going to take that. So you're going to have a third a third football in your in your mantle, in your case. So uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, so that's it for me for OTAs, folks. Much appreciated. You guys always show love. Um, it's it's Listen, give us some credit, folks. And I'm not saying give us some love, but give us some credit. It's hard to come up with some content around this time of year but we try we're trying to bring y'all some good stuff and i appreciate you guys tuning in and watching uh it's really encouraging to the content creator that you know i mean you guys are here to rock it with us love it much appreciated uh for those that are asking uh how i'm doing uh because if you guys are i mean you guys probably wouldn't pay attention to that but uh in canada right now and more specifically in nova scotia where i'm living now there's forest fires like crazy and to this day they're still out of control and uh, I'm about from where it is because the province is not a very big province, first and foremost. So uh, the province is, I think we got like a, a mil, a million in this province. No, actually, just a million in Halifax. There's, there's a good chunk. There's about a, a minute, probably one and a half mil, maybe two at, at most. Anyway, so this fire is about 40 minute drive from where I'm at. So it's come to the point now. And we're just, I'm getting updates like crazy on my phone. The, the, it's, if you guys have ever been to Nova Scotia, it's windy. It is windy. So that it's hard to put that fire out and it's massive. You've got two fires right now going that's out of control. And they've got water bombers. I think that's what called, they call them water bombers in and trying to get this thing going. It's just not stopping. It's rolling. And to the point where I just woke up from, because I got to go to work soon. I just woke up and wifey's like, yo, the smoke is actually getting close. Like we can actually smell the smoke in the air. So now that's starting to get a little crazy and they're starting to evacuate places that are like about 25 minutes away. Right. So it's starting to get a little, a little scary, a little bit. I mean, I've never been in a situation like that before. So uh, apparently these, I mean, out West there's, there's things that happen like this all the time. Um, you guys, I mean, for those that are in these areas that have these forest fires and so on and so forth, it happens. But anyway, hopefully, uh, you know what I'm saying? These things settle down. We're hoping for some rain that'll calm it down a little bit, but it is what it is, man. So uh, if you guys are uh, out there, send some, some some love, send some prayers our way. So, you know, things can get calmed down a little bit. And because um, some people have lost some valuable things, man, lost some homes. Um, they've had to let uh, the livestock, horses are, and, I'm, and I kid you not, horses are running wild everywhere. You'll be driving, there goes a horse. So it's kind of sad at the same time because, like, the person that had this livestock, was i mean obviously they didn't want their pets to be sacrificed so they just yo, let them out so like it's, it's craziness it's right it, i've never seen anything like this but it's, it's pretty nutty uh but we are here doing what we got to do i mean everybody's trying to roll with what they got to roll with some people are we've actually invited some friends uh of the wife they're like because they've been evacuated so they'll come through hang out do what you got to do and then we'll go from there so hopefully it subsides it's about uh half hour give or take now i think it's getting a little closer so we just gotta they gotta calm that thing down but anyway uh that's the update with that nova scotia fire right now but it's not stopping so if you hear oh yeah they've calmed it down no man i think it's still rolling and the way it started was a brush fire 
there was a fire ban that was on and I guess somebody was burning their, I didn't know people do this, right? And I guess it's for people that live in big, big land where you, you don't, I thought you, if you do a fire, you kind of, you know, have it, I mean, what do you call that? Uh, contained, if you will. But apparently y'all, people just burned their brush just on the ground, just like that. And a, a wind caught it. And that's how it started on one end. And then some kids were burning, allegedly some kids were burning tires in the forest and then boom. So two fires started. It, it's just weird, just very strange. But anyway, um, all depending on, that's right, all depending on the wind. If the wind dies down, maybe we can get that. But the wind here is just craziness. It's just, it blows heavy here. So that's the update. I just wanted to give you guys the update and give you guys the update on what's going on. And uh, we'll, uh, I'll keep you guys, I'll keep you guys uh, updated. And, uh, and we'll go from there, man. But yeah, these guys, apparently these brush fires, it wasn't controlled. They just burned them around the ground. Nothing around it, not, not caved in by brick or anything. Just let them, let them go. So, and that's, that's pretty much what happened, man. So that's the update. And uh, for those asking for updates on my back, my back is a little better. Still crap, but we're still trying to, you know, working through that. My man, Richard Ford comes in and says, yo, that's not good for, uh, for Rico. Hope everything goes well for you, man. Get them fires put out, man. People burn stuff all the time. You have seen fire jump from side of the highway to another. So this is, here's the big thing. So it was on one side of the highway and they said it jumped the highway. I don't know what the heck that terminology means by jump the highway, but it jumped the highway and now it just started on one side. So it's like, it's craziness. I had guys come into work. I was like, what is that smell? And he just, he came from that area because he lives in that area, but he's on the other side of the highway. So he's his whole truck and himself smelled like that. I was like, golly, craziness, man. So yeah, the, the air is starting to fill with smoke. So hopefully it subsides and we get it under control. But here we are, folks. So guys, that's it for me. If you guys enjoyed the show, do me a favor, smash that like. And uh, if there's any content that you guys would like us to hit, if we have not hit on this topic, we haven't hit on on something that you would like us to touch on, let me know. If you want a, if you want player interviews, and if you're looking at one specific player that you want to try to get to, give me your your suggestions, and uh, we're gonna try to work on that as these uh, as these uh, OTAs go through and all that good stuff. But uh, this is where it's at, folks. So uh, listen, man, jump in. Buffalo Fanatics is on Twitter, uh, and my man will retweet anyone who tweets hashtag Remember Who We Have. My man P Money says, listen, he will retweet that. So hop on Twitter right now and you put in at Buffalo Fanatics and you put hashtag remember who we have. You will get retweeted. We've got an account of about 40,000 folks. So there's a lot of there's a lot of eyes that are going to be on that. So jump on there and uh, and show us so show some love to my man P Money P Money because he he loves to he loves to reminisce and remember who we have. But guess what? A lot of the guys that we have have to have bounce backs. We need that. Yeah, we remember Jordan Poirier. We remember Micah Hyde. We remember Trey White. We remember those guys, but we remember what they used to be a couple of years back. Now, a year removed, Jordan Poirier was a little banged up. We need to see the bounce back. So we want to remember who we have, but they need to bring it. Bring it this year and bring it back so we can whoop some ass this year. But at the same time, I like it. Remember who we have because we ain't no scrubs. We got a squad on our hands. So that being said, folks, that's it for me. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, folks, enjoy yourselves. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time, it's your boy Rico. And I'm gone. Let's go.
Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 